0: The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Hey guys, I've got some amazing guests again today. One of the OGs of the podcast, the crypto podcast scene, and even the podcast scene, because podcasts haven't been around that long. I've got Dimitri and Marcelo or Marcello of the Bitcoin Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us, Greg.
0: Thank you. Appreciate the invite. Looking forward to having this chat, actually. I mean, let's cut straight to the chase. First things first, I always just want to check out uh, what everybody's sort of, um, you know, rabbit hole story is. I mean, you guys have been in the space for longer than I have. Hopefully, you've you've knocked the lights out and done extraordinarily well. But what got you into crypto? What brought you into this space? Let's start with Dimitri. Long
1: story short, it was our third co-host that sadly couldn't make it, uh, Dr. Corey Petty. He's the guy that that got me into cryptocurrency uh, many moons ago. We were college roommates, and um, we're both kind of techies and both into into a lot of the same things. Uh, close friends. I was in his wedding. We're we're best friends. And he calls me, and he said, "Hey, I'm. Wait, you were at my wedding too, man. Yes, yes, I was in your wedding. I'm in both of my co hosts weddings. We're besties. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, and he called me. He's like, "Hey, man, I got this Bitcoin. I heard about this thing. It's called Bitcoin. It's It's blown my mind, and I think you need to get into it. And so I was like, get into it how? And at the time, he and I were kind of into investing. We were just starting that out. And he was like, well, you can actually invest in it. as It's going to be digital currency, but you can invest in it. And um, he showed me the white paper, and I told him to kick rocks. I was like, I don't want this fake money. Like I, I have real bills, and I don't need to be putting my my real money towards fake money right now. and then eight months later, the price had rocketed up, and he told me about it again, and I actually read the white paper more intently, and um, that's when I really started to get excited because it just clicked with me about the second or third read of the white paper. Oh, I was like, oh, okay, so this is basically gonna be the natural evolution of money and um, this is where I, and I, I got so excited. And then I told Cello about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that basically, this was back in 2000. What was
0: it? 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a price back then around the 250 mark or oh, no, way below that? Um, I think it was. Uh,
1: no, no, no. So it actually, at the, the, the beginning of 2013, it was like 30 bucks. And I was excited, and then yeah. by the time it came back around to me, it had gone up to seven hundred dollars. And I was like, Corey, I hate you. <laughs> Why didn't you be more adamant? Like I would, I would have bought some. And it's um, your fault. I didn't make the decision. <laughs> yes, it's your fault. Like, <laughs> and so uh, and then I ended up. What's funny is I ended up buying my first Bitcoin um, the beginning of December. 2013 for $1,095, one whole bitcoin. Yeah, right.
0: So you bought towards the top of that first I run. I did.
1: And then it immediately went up to $1,200 and I was telling all my family and friends I was like, I'm a genius and you're stupid and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be rich. And then like 3 months later, uh, it had dropped down to 700 and then I slowly watched it that year 2014 drop down all the way to 185. Yep. And that's when I was like, well, go big or go home. So um, that's my story. That's how I got into to Bitcoin. When you said go big or go home, did you, as it was dropping, did you buy more? Yeah, I was averaging down that entire time. And then when it hit 185, I was basically like, okay, this is the moment. It can't get lower than this, I don't think. And so I did myself, which has now become a big favor, and, uh, you know, put a nice little chunk in and was like, I'm going to sit on this and learn all I can about Bitcoin and crypto and, um, Get on this
0: roller coaster. So nice. I love I love hearing those sorts of stories. And it's usually I mean, look when you when you read through the the white paper a couple more times, be honest. Did you after the price move start to start to read it with through rose tinted glasses? Like, look, I want to read this. I, I I want to believe in this. So you know, because I, I know that things change. When I was first brought to Bitcoin again in two thousand and thirteen, I sort of kicked it to the curb. I was trading back then. I was in London, and oh, I know actually I wasn't in London. I was in Sydney at that stage, uh, and I was like. Third, I'm a trader. I trade money, you know, I trade currency, I trade stocks, I trade bonds, I trade commodities, like there's not enough volume here for me to trade. And I stand by that and I was right, because there wasn't enough volume that f- to, for me to do what I do, there was no charts that, that allowed me, there was no brokerages, there was there was only exchanges, there was no leverage. So I was I was like, look, I'm not a VC, I'm not a tech entrepreneur, I'm I'm not um I'm not interested in this, you know, in this internet money. Stick it up your backside, I'm away, I'm done. Um people go people say to me, Oh. Aren't you kicking yourself now? And I'm like, no, I'm not actually, because it was the mark of a good trader to stick to the rules. You know, I have a set of rules. I stuck to those rules. Uh, now that when the market came back around to me in 2017, I looked at it again. and went, oh, what do you know? There's some tools there that I can actually use. So I leaned towards my skill set. But um, interesting to hear your point of view, an and awesome one, Demetri. And how about uh, how about you? So how about you? How'd you go?
2: Oh, uh, my, my point of view is a little bit less noble. I'm, I'm just kind of in here for the, for the Lambos and I'm pretty transparent about that. And I feel like that kind of lends a good chemistry between me and my co-hosts because they're, they're pretty, we're kind of like the three bears, you know, it, it, in the sense of, you know, like Corey's really, really technical and doesn't really care too much about the price too much. And D is like a good balance of both. And I'm on the other spectrum, you know, I got in to get rich. I'm, I'm here to, to you know, get, get on the ground floor of this, uh, new revolution, uh, whether it be career opportunities or money. And I just so happen to be, uh, a right brain, a, a creative. So podcasting or starting up projects is just something I, I naturally gravitate towards. So I'm not really here to talk to Andreas Antonopoulos 10 times and, and get a better understanding of white papers. I'm just kind of here to submit my feet into the space and, um, have kind of the, the wherewithal and, and the the foresight to to get in earlier than my next door neighbor and take advantage
0: of that. Look, I respect your honesty. I'm I'm, I'm in the same sort of boat, you know. I I'm 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 here. To, I see a massive uh, growth industry and emerging market. I believe it will do a lot to uh, change the way that business is done. Um, and and I'm in the same boat. The same boat, man. Like, um you know sure if if th- if certain things do make our lives better if certain things do change the way that we work change the way that we operate make things more transparent hey i'm all for that but i'm here as an investor as a trader i'm i'm here because it's a hot market to be in it's an emerging space and i believe in the space i you know so as far as um you know being a uh, libertarian no nah, not at all don't really care if you want to have that view, hey, that's fine, and I respect it. It's just not that's just not the way I think. Um, I'm all for power to the people. I think a lot needs to change in the world, and I think blockchain can help with some of that. Uh, but I think you know I support other causes that causes that are not on blockchain. Just because it's on blockchain doesn't mean that I get behind it even more. It's just this is an amazing space to be in, and we we're growing. And um, and you guys were nice and know nice. Well done on that. Excellent stuff. So you mentioned. Um, the podcast you, you came in. You, the podcast was a natural progression for you, Chelo. Now, listen. You've been in for how long? How long did? You, when did you kick this bu- puppy off? When did it start? The the Bitcoin podcast. This was May two thousand
2: fifteen. Yeah. Nice. Tell them about why it started, though. Like,
1: like the tell them about why it started, Chelo.
2: Well, I, I mean, the the po- politically correct answer is we wanted to self educate ourselves in the space. But is there a is there a more juvenile answer I can give than that?
1: Well, like when, when we were in your living room and sipping on whiskey <laughs> or in your office and we were like, man, I just want to do something. And I was so infatuated with Bitcoin. And I was literally, I think I was either driving you crazy or all of my friends and family crazy because I had really fallen deep down the rabbit hole. And you were like, look, you're talking about this Bitcoin thing all the time. Let's just start a show about Bitcoin. And we're in his office and we're... Thinking of names of the podcast, Craig, and like Cello types in the Bitcoin podcast, and he's like, "Oh my god, no one took the Bitcoin podcast." No one has it. <laughs> so we bought it that <laughs> night, and um, I, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to buy all the audio equipment we need, and you build the website." And then by the end of that week, it was it was ready to go. So yeah, and we're called the Bitcoin Podcast
2: because at the time there was nothing else. You know, you go on Coin Market Cap, there's two thousand plus cryptocurrencies, but back then those this was it, you know, That this was the majors. So, um, you, you know, a lot of people ask like, you know, why do you, why do you keep doing it? Or why haven't we failed or why haven't we stopped or why haven't we quit? And it, I would say that our motives for starting this podcast have changed drastically since we started, you know, before it was, it was for us to self-educate our space, but now there's a million, uh, wells to, uh, to dip your cup in and drink from. So, We've kind of grown from that, and, and we're more business oriented, and we're trying to establish uh, partnerships and, and and connect with different companies. And uh, we're trying to drink from the fire hose now, rather than just trickle out episodes once once a week. You know, instead of getting you know ten downloads a week and getting excited about it, we're we're kind of hive minded now, and we're connecting with other people. We're creating networks, and I kind of feel like a lot of podcasts fizzle out around. Uh, episode 20, episode 30, because motives always switch. And if you don't evolve your podcast, if you don't evolve your relationships, then you're going to kind of hit an impasse and there's going to be nowhere else to go. So that's kind of why we keep, you know, recording. We we keep growing our network because we kind of realize that we are on the
0: ground floor. And if we have to change with the industry, this is the best way to do it. Absolutely. Look, there's a reason, uh, you know, take take a leaf out of my page here, boys. The more people you speak with that have got good followings, the more we cross-pollinate and help each other. So naturally, I'd love to be on your show. (laughs) We would love that too. Truth be told, we're here to grow the community. We're here to grow the space. And let's be honest, next time there's a big market push, I've not been around in a bull market with this brand. Uh, you said you know, the Bitcoin podcast, when you saw it, you took it, you grabbed it and ran. Uh, man, I registered this company in December of last year. Um, and I, I didn't come to the space with any thoughts to do what I'm doing right now with you guys. I came to the space to trade and that was it. Uh, And then realized that there were some gaps in the market that I could fill that I'd done with traditional markets, i.e. education, proper education, not just, you know, I've been trading for six weeks and everything's gone up so I'm an expert now. I'm talking, you know, 12 years of, of, of good trading history and, you know, working with some very respected names and brands in the industry, I wanted to bring a level of um, maturity, certainty and understanding to the market that wasn't present, presently there that I could find. Hence, we started the business, tradercob.com, and now we've grown from there into the podcast. And the podcast has just exploded. Little did I know that people would want to hear me talk so much. I mean, we're up we, we to episode 400 and something now. We only started it back in, I think it was March so we are pushing content like you wouldn't believe I actually really enjoy it and you're talking about how you were saying that you wanted to educate people about the space and your perspective is kind of changing I'm I'm just so fascinated by my guests I mean I I want to ask you a question just a second to get something more out of what you guys have learned but for me I'm, I'm not a tech dude, right? I'm a trader. I look at charts. I read charts. I'm a trader. I'm a business person. That That's how I operate. That's that's how my brain works. You know, when it comes to implementing a new tech system within the business and I've got to change into something, old, I'm like a dinosaur, man. I'm like kicking and screaming all the way. I need to really be convinced why we change because why, why change something that isn't broken is, 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 if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the old saying here. But, um, you know what I mean? Like I, I learned so much from my guests and having an open mind and, you know, cause I'm not really confrontational in this podcast. Uh, I, I ask questions. If there's something that I think somebody is saying wrong, I'll, I'll keep prodding them. But my, my objective is to hear what others have to say. I mean, have you guys found that just by the people you're speaking with, you've been able to just sort of, uh, learn in leaps and bounds above and beyond just being on the internet as a, as a browser. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I learned, I learned a lot from, from our past guests. Um, really opened up my mind to some you know maybe philosophies uh, that I hadn't considered before um, a lot of a lot of ways to look at this basically to kind of have sustainable um, I'd like to say foundations behind your investment like I know you're a trader and traders don't really invest too much it's all about you know you're you're going for the volatility you want to make off the changes in the price rather than it's maybe it's a long-term But as an investment, you have to have some sort of um, emboldened ideals about why you're invested in something, I think. And uh, some of the guests we've had that talk about, you know, dual renaissances and all these decentralized tribal uh, reawakenings and things like that, um, they're just really fascinating to me. Um, And and you kind of have to have that to have sustainable beliefs in your investment, so... And for
2: me, I treat the podcast kind of like a time capsule and what to do wrong and what to do right. So, like, for instance, you know, we have we've interviewed 200 people and I'm wow. just pulling name out of the hat you know we interviewed Christopher David who was the CEO of Arcade City at the time of our interview and then 2 months later it turns out he stole everybody's money he was a scam artist uh we we interviewed Stephen Tool right before the Dow debacle you know we we interviewed Sandeep Goanka Gaw- right before Zpay uh went under you know so I'm looking at these guests and then I'm I'm like are there is their company still around and then you do a quick google and it turns out they ever pivoted or their ICO failed so now I think me and Dimitri have a really good barometer of when we're talking to somebody like, you know, if we talk to fresh DeFurrow who's empowering women over overseas yeah. to, to code, to inspire and, and use this technology, we can talk to her for one minute and know that she's legitimate and she's going to be here five years from now. And yeah, yeah. we can talk to somebody who's here just to get rich during the wild west ICO um, and then
0: they're, they're going to be, you know, yesterday's news. So we're pretty good at picking that up. Yeah, I mean uh, Stephen's Steven, a nice bloke, isn't he? I have managed to, to get him on as well. He's a uh, right around the debacle of the Ethereum. Is it a? Remember that the SEC earlier in the year was sort of saying, "Is it a security? Is it not?" Um, and so, yeah, he's a he's a pretty switched on character. That bloke. I mean he's one of the creators of Ethereum He's obviously he's a switched on bloke. <laughs>
2: yeah, like we had for instance we had the guy who invented the ICO. Wow. uh Willett and now he's like he, he's like all in on like crypto ATMs. So it's really weird wow. like oh man this you know this was your jam in 2017 and then we look back in 2018 and you're doing completely something different. Uh so we either you know get him back on and like what you know what what happened you know tell us the 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 chain of events that led to this because the space is always evolving and we like to just keep our
1: you know fingers on the pulse it's
0: pretty wild isn't
1: it and i got some new goals moving ahead like i'm trying to get the golden golden goose ho guests that nobody's thinking about like dan Larimer, Larimer. that guy has made four different very successful projects in this space and he's been on no shows is anybody talking like he's the quiet he's like bruce wayne He's so quiet <laughs> but he's made BitShares. He's made Steemit. He's I think he's part of the Ripple team, I believe. Uh, I think he helped with Doge. So I mean, I want to just talk to that guy. Like, what do you just sit in your basement and think up genius ideas? Like, what's what's going on? But.
2: Or we always get like their very successful siblings or, or relatives. Like we'll get Adam Draper instead of Tim Draper, or we'll get Dimitri Buterin instead of Vitalik Buterin. So we're like six degrees of
0: separation. We're almost there. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's awesome. A really great angle. So, look, uh, speaking of guests, I mean, you've had, you've, had a, you've had a lot of them. I mean, let's put you on the spot, right? I'm going to hit you hard right now. Who is the worst guest? Who was somebody? Okay, so without without hindsight, because it was they were a scammer, and therefore it's very easy to say this person sucks because no one's going to like them. At the times, you get this guy's disco guy, girl's just an absolute jerk. What an ego! What a tosser! Did you have anyone like that? Who was the worst guest in your view, Jilly? I, I wonder if me and D have the same guest in mind, but I'm going to go with Perry Ann
2: boring just because it was a nightmare to get her to agree on the show. And it's not usually you cut bait, but she was the only one who like asked for like a retina scan or our shoe size, our passport ID. Like she, there was just so many hurdles to jump to get her on the show. And then when she is on the show, you can tell she's jaded. She has a very monotone voice. It was just, you know, I'm sure a, she's a great person. She's kind of a legend in the government crypto space. But as a podcaster, it was, it was, it was rough. Like, like, It was rough. <laughs> and then usually, you know, we want to give, we don't want to, you know, interview 80 men and then one woman. We're, we're trying to spread it even. And we, we just find out that, and I guess this is a compliment, but women are a lot more guarded, a lot more protective on what shows they come on so they don't just give you a, a yes and then you book it there there's like a lot of hoops to jump
1: and i and i get it but yeah that was uh i think she didn't like me personally because i kept saying the name of her organization incorrectly but it was a tongue twister it was my <laughs> fault i was like the, the digital currency council of the americas and she was like that is wrong that is
0: absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong uh, <laughs> Well, I, don't, I keep I keep saying cello, but I meant to say cello, no, right? No, cello, just like this for a minute. It is cello, right. Got it, right. Okay. Whew, whew, wh- I'll wipe my breath in that one. The sweat is <laughs> now past. It's
1: different uh, for me, though, cello. Uh, unequivocally, it is Lil B, the rapper for me. I don't know if you're familiar with Lil B, Craig. Um, no. Yeah, but good. Do tell. Come on, give me a story. Uh, is he a famous rapper, cello? I don't understand this person, really, but... Yeah, he's so. What happened? Here's the backstory. Uh, (laughs) We we
2: got lucky and we interviewed Imogen Heap really early in our podcast.
0: we've been lining out it for
2: ages. Well done. She's hard now because we we tried to get her back on, but I got lucky and we had to interview her at like 3 a.m. because of time differences. So I was on this musician high, and Little B is this uh, not really a mainstream rapper. He just he he, uh, releases mixtapes.
0: Yeah, he's, Is he's this like a guy a, who he published a book at nineteen. Film score, composed, yes. producer, director, photo, branding, marketing, rapper, <laughs> mogul. Little B Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The guy that's got the guy that follows more people that follow him. One point six million he follows. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. But
2: he, wow. so you know, we, we knew he didn't know anything about Bitcoin, and I kind of <laughs> invited him on as for entertainment purposes, and
1: uh, D didn't
2: take too kindly to that. Jeez.
1: It was just weird build up. And at the time, I was an educator. I was like a high school teacher. And so, we're getting these emails from Lil B, and he's like, yo, text me. And we're like, what? And so, then, finally we get the interview. I actually was doing this interview at the school I was teaching at. It was after, after school, of course. And you could tell he knew nothing about Bitcoin. And I was basically, like, I could be talking to an iguana. Like, if iguanas could talk, it'd probably be a better interview than this. And then, We have our our trade bar question that we ask at the end of every show. uh, We say, you know, in 10 words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? And uh, that's a question that we thought up because we thought, you know, you don't know something unless you can Dr. Seuss it. If you can't make something simple, you probably don't know it as well as you think you do. And so we ask him in 10 words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? And he says, it's the streets. And I didn't know. I didn't really know how to respond to that. So I was like... It's the it's the streets. Isn't that what he
0: said, Joe? Like it's it's the streets. It's the hood. It's the streets. Yeah, it's the streets. It's the hood. <laughs> isn't, that just the, isn't that just the answer every rapper gives to every question, though? Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: Yeah? Yeah, because we interviewed Little Boozy, and they said the same thing. <laughs> it's so. just, everything. just,
0: it's the streets. you like, uh... It's the streets. the streets. I just asked what day it was, mate. It's the streets. Right? The streets. Hey, take that girl yeah. out and that'll, talk English. That'll It'll be work. cool. <laughs> Bro. All right. So that's the worst. Well, who, who, who's, who's the best? Who's the one you've learned the most from? Who was the most entertaining? Who was the most fun? Uh, I would have to go with um, probably Andreas
2: Antonopoulos because he is really good at coming down to all three of our levels, like if I'm asking him a question, he's able to throw it back to me in a in a language I can understand. Because you know, if I'm sure if we had like Vitaly Buterin on the show, it would be like I don't understand anything you're talking about. But I can get this guy on. He's high level, but he can talk to me like a regular person. And we've had him on four times, and in, he always you know brings some knowledge.
0: Yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking at getting him on shortly too, if I can get that uh, get that rocking. So look, you're moving right along. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, guy Some funny, uh some am I'm, I didn't expect that, but I'm stoked. I asked the question. <laughs> 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 Rappers, Bitcoin is the streets. I think that's awesome. That's probably the best quote I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm uh, gonna put down right the now. streets. Bitcoin, it's the streets. <laughs> With a grill in my mouth, got me going. Um, so, what, what do we think is going to happen leading into the end of the year? Obviously, since about April, we, we've been pretty sideways. The market's not done a great deal, especially at the moment. We just continue to consolidate. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of building going on, which I think is really spectacularly good for the space. Less hype, more focus on projects executing their the you know their vision and their plan. What do you think is going to happen leading into the end of the year? I mean, you guys have been around for a while. This consolidation continues. We're sort of holding around that sixty six to sixty five handle. What, what are your thoughts leading into uh, the final quarter of this year?
1: I'll take that first, Cello. Um, I think it's going to continue to slowly backslide a little more. I don't know if people aren't happy about that, um, but there's been some trends that were broken this year. Um, the little summer flurry that Bitcoin usually gets, didn't get that. Before that, there's usually a little spring flurry that Bitcoin gets, and by flurry, um, I mean like a, a nice little price increase, didn't get that. Um and what it is, it feels like a, a amplified version of the 2014 to 2015 downslide from the high of 1200 all the way down to 185, uh, where you get these little glimpses of hope and then just backslide that takes out all of what would have been your profit if you'd taken it. Um, but you cost you average down if you have a strategy, you average down in time. I don't think any big ETF news is going to come, um, just because. One, I don't think the the market needs it very much, but it's just kind of too volatile for the SEC to handle, and they can't regulate something that's by nature and by design um, not supposed to be regulated by man. It's regulated by computer science, mathematics, uh, maybe network effects, uh, so that's not their neck of the woods. Uh, so I see you continued downslide, and maybe the middle of last year, we we might see a a bottom, but it's going to be slow and waning. That's that's just my opinion. So,
0: yeah, are it's going to be a slow, a slow grind. Yeah,
1: slow, slow grind back down to maybe like five thousand, maybe even lower. So, okay, and Chella, how about you, Matt? Where do you sit? I'm the opposite, man. I think ETFs are going to
2: be approved in the in the next five months, probably February 2019, and then the price is
0: going to go ballistic, and I'm very happy. Okay. Well, there's two different sides of the coin there, pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, um, and I mean, look, For me on the charts, I, mean, I read the charts. That's all I focus on really is if we can get up through 68.50 right now, we'll have a short-term daily uptrend. If we can get above 74.30, we'll have a weekly uptrend. And then if we can get above, what's the level there, the level of uh, 8,500 500- – then we'll have a monthly move in the right direction as well. So the market really dictates itself to me, Uh, obviously. Look, I I do invest as well. I'm definitely investing in the space, but I also trade it. It would be crazy not to do both, in my opinion, especially – you know, from from my position with my skill set uh, doing one is easy doing the other is not uh, investing is not as easy for me as what trading is and trading is never easy I just know the formula to make it work um, and I've done it for long enough that it's 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 kind of like I guess brushing your teeth in the morning now for me 12 years of doing it every single day you sort of get to a point where you're like well I don't really make too many calls I just read what the market tells me and it's like reading the newspaper you know what's there except for when you read the charts it's real time it's not full of crap uh, so yeah The market will dictate what it does. If we break down through 5.772, which is this year's lows or thereabouts, I think, yeah, we we could probably see a push on And There's a really strong level of all support and resistance back at 3,000. Whether we get there or not, time will tell. But one thing is for certain, I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere. I don't think blockchain's going to do anything other than invade our privacy, invade our lives, and I think in the next few years, we'll probably see something with blockchain similar to what the internet was. I mean, we don't understand how the internet works. We just use it every goddamn day. So I think we're in the right space and having guys like yourselves uh, out there interviewing the people that are the leaders, and as you guys have been around for such a long time, you have got to be somewhat of pioneers. So is there any thoughts you want to leave us with before, we uh, over and out on this guys any final thoughts leading into the end of the year i, I try not to make
2: too many projections i you know i take the space you know day to day and uh i'm just i'm over the moon that you called me a pioneer i can't get past that
0: thank you
1: yeah that's a great compliment
0: audio guys you're one of the first crypto podcasts. you will be known as pioneers forever
1: i, I guess our, our final th- my final thought to leave everyone with is i think we've kind of move past, do your own due diligence, or at least I have, and I've moved to, to like do something active in this space and, and make sure you're recording it. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's some standard issue operations in the space. It seems like, you know, have some, some, some way to create content or some outlet, um, write on medium, if you can, Get out. get get into someone's publication and start writing what you learn. Uh, but let there be some breadcrumbs of what you do, and then even speak to your due diligence in this space and join a community because that's very important. Um,
0: Yeah. That's it. Those are my final closing thoughts. Get up, get out and get something. There you go. There we go. Back completing it on a wicked little rap rhyme. I love that guys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, Dimitri and Marcello of the Bitcoin podcast. Now before you do go, you better tell everybody where they can find more information about you guys and what you do. All
1: right, um, we're the Bitcoin. We're the founders of the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Uh, we we started the show, the Bitcoin Podcast that grew, and it's a network of shows. If you go to the Bitcoin dot Network, uh, you can find all of the shows. Uh, we just launched a show called Law and Blockchain with Amy Wan, CEO Sagewise. Uh, she's a consultant, and uh, they they focus on uh, the resolution of smart contracts. Um. What else? We got Crypto Until Infinity. If you need some music, if you need some lo-fi hip-hop while you're trading, listen to Crypto Until Infinity. You'll get some commentary from our DJ, DJ NES. Um, we have a show just for Ethereum called Dose of Ether with By John and uh, Lucian. Uh, hashing it out, if you need to take notes while you listen to podcasts, then you can listen to one of the most technically dense shows in the entire Crypto podcasting industry, hashing it out with Dr. Corey Petty and Colin Couchet. I hope I'm not leaving anyone out, Cello, Am I leaving people? I am. The crypto bully. When you have a network that big, you probably leave some people out, but it's all good. We have 10 shows and we release uh, just Buku content every week. So thebitcoinpodcast.com.
0: Check us out. Thebitcoinpodcast.com is where you can find all those channels just in case you missed anyone, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you both on the show. And look, I would love to be on your show if we can find a way. Let's make that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dimitrik and Marcello of the Bitcoin Podcast. Make sure you go across and have a listen. Thank you so much for your time today, gentlemen. Have a great day. <music>